your girl smanji and welcome to the 53rd episode of avocado and honey your girl is back from hawaii and this episode i'm going to be sharing um the things i've learned and just my um hawaii experience with y'all i also want to go ahead and update you guys on avocado and honey for this year um the remaining time of 2018 i'm only going to put out one more episode of the podcast um, i'm still unsure if i'll have time to put out a video episode this month but for sure we only have one more podcast episode and then i'm going on a holiday break i guess or just a break until next year um, avocado and honey will definitely be back in january sometime i don't have an exact date for you so make sure you follow avocado and honey on instagram because that's how you can stay up to date with all things avocado and honey and if you haven't already subscribed to avocado and honey on youtube um, we have some great cooking episodes on there so if you need some ideas for the fall um, and just some vegan recipes um, we got you covered with measured by your ancestors so make sure you like subscribe share tell a friend just spread the word on avocado and honey so um let's get into the vacation so yeah i went to hawaii for a little bit over a week i went um, for a self-care trip as well as to visit my sister since she lives there so no i didn't pay for any hotels or anything i stayed in my sister's apartment um so that was beautiful um i did save a lot of money by doing it that way the flights actually wasn't that expensive as well like i live in new york it was a 12 hour flight and going there, I only, I bought a one way there, one way back. Um, the one way there was like 240 and then the one way back was only 140. So it's pretty affordable. This was my first vacation, my first time on an island. So I was definitely geeked. I did have my expectations and I did have the reality. So I'll go ahead and share both. Funny enough though, I went on the 23rd and my sister actually flew out to Miami on the 24th. So for most of the time there, I was um, by myself out exploring solo dolo. Yeah, so my sister, she lives in Waikiki. So I'll go ahead and, and this is how I'll, go, I'll explain it to you. So for my people on the East Coast, my New York folks. Okay, so the island is Oahu. The city is Honolulu and basically like the neighborhood is Waikiki. So that's like Oahu would be New York City. Honolulu would be Brooklyn and Waikiki would be like Best Eye. And for my people on the West, 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 um, Oahu would be like Los Angeles County. Honolulu would be like los angeles the city and waikiki would be like echo park so so you can have an idea of how it's labeled there in hawaii but so the first thing i did when i got off the plane is uh, my sister she uh greeted me with a lay because i think that's like a formal greeting in hawaii which i felt so special and cool because you know i had a lay and um the first thing we did was go to yard house and i had some vegan food and i was like i ain't gonna drink nothing but your girl drank and turned up like the first two days i was pretty lit because you know i was in vacation mode and then um so i go to sleep six um hawaii is six hours behind new york city so my body was just all messed up i think i woke up at like i probably went to sleep at like four and i think i woke up at like seven 
And the first thing I did was go for a run. I was so excited. I was just like, I'm about to just just run in the sun. It was feeling so good. It was so beautiful. Like I didn't even really care to be on. I didn't even get on public transportation. I walked most of the majority of the time just because I just really want to get a feel for the island. And I underestimated the island a bit as well. I assumed everything would be super close and walking distance. But of course, that wasn't realistic. But yeah, so after I went running, I walked around and um, my expectation of the island was to see brown Hawaiian, just brown people everywhere. But there's actually a huge Japanese population there because Japan isn't too far over and they be coming over there stunting <laughs> in their limousines and stuff. So most restaurants and stuff were Japanese um Japanese restaurants so like ramen and things like that. There's a lot of fun places as well. So Vietnamese. Yeah, so I don't really know what Hawaiian food is, but I do know that they eat, not they, but like people on the island eat tons of spam. You can get spam everywhere, everywhere, like spam asubi, which is sliced spam or sorry, sliced spam with like some sauce, um, rice and like it's wrapped in seaweed. So you literally can walk into any store and there will be spam and liquor. You can get liquor everywhere. But yeah, you go to the grocery store, there's like a whole freaking aisle of spam, 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 spam. I don't really understand it. I'm not judging, but I'm just like, shit. So the next thing I did after my run and exploring the island while my sister slept in a little, uh, once I got back to the crib, we went to the beach because that's the first thing I wanted to do. Um, I'm really good at pronouncing things wrong. So I'm going to try to attempt to pronounce the name of this beach. I think it's uh, pronounced Wamanalo beach it was a beautiful beach it was really clear clean again this is my first time on the island I'm only used to like these little dirty beaches that I've been going to where you get like things caught on your leg when you go in the water but you can actually see I saw like the the sand and everything Uh, we went to the beach my sister and I and her friend Marisa yeah and actually the whole entire island was very clean because uh they're really strict because it's an island and it's easy to get sick so like the um natives and everyone who lives there really make an effort it's like a whole effort to keep the island clean which was really appreciated so after my sister left for uh, miami and i was left in hawaii by myself um i wasn't actually nervous at all because again it was so welcoming and everything so the first thing I did uh, when my sister was gone was I went to find sage and like I wanted to, I needed to find mugwort tea as well as just incense. And the reason why I wanted to get mugwort tea is because um, I told you I'm like, well, I didn't tell y'all, but like I tell people in real life that I'm like on this healing journey and I'm trying to recover some uh, traumatic experiences in my past that my mind blocked out for um for my safety, I guess. So like, um, I got a tarot reading before I went to Hawaii. And one of the things that they told me I should do in order to, I guess, recover this experience or to remember is through dreaming and a way I can enhance my dreams to make them more vivid or just so I can be sure to dream is with Mugworth tea. And it works. Um, I didn't see what I want to see yet. I'm still working on recovering those experiences. But your girl definitely has some vivid dreams. Like it was it's I still have dreams even when I don't drink the tea. But it's like it's really hard to um, tell the difference between the dream and reality. So that's how vivid the dreams are. But um, I found like a little spot, a little crystal shop that was like three miles away. And again, I was walking everywhere. So I walked the three miles and I know it sounds like a lot. Yeah, probably like three miles. What? But that's literally probably like an hour walk. If I ran, it would be like 30, 35 minutes, 40. So it wasn't that bad. And it was a nice day. Um, so, yeah, I found a place. And they had mugworth tea, they had stage, and they had some incense. So I got all three. 
So after that, um, I knew I was going to start a raw diet eventually while I was in Hawaii. So I wanted to eat as much hot food as I possibly could. And I found Peace Food Cafe, which is a vegan spot. And of course, they had ramen. So I tried uh, vegan ramen. It was delicious. Yeah, and I actually kind of picked out a little bit and got like these cake things. They weren't as good. They were a little bit chewy. Wasn't a huge fan of them, but um, I ate it because I bought it. All right, so my first hiking adventure, um, I went to the most popular tourist spot. I didn't know that. Um, it was just closest to where I was, and that was Diamond Crater. Um, so I walked there. <laughs> it took about an hour to walk there, and the actual hike up was about 30 minutes. There were tons of stairs. I, I feel like most hikes, almost all the hikes there had stairs. Yeah, it wasn't crazy attempts. Um, another thing that I do like about all the hikes and things um, in Hawaii was it wasn't all young people. Like there were a lot of older people there, a lot of 60 plus year old people just hiking, climbing up the stairs with you. So that was super motivating and dope to see. And once I made it to the top of Diamond Crater, the view, I mean, the views everywhere, like honestly, it everywhere in this city or sorry, on this island was just beautiful. So like, I swear it looked like a postcard. So at, at Diamond Crater, you see over like Waikiki. And um, so Waikiki is super touristy, super Americanized, I would say. Um, so there was tons of buildings and things like that. And it was right off the island. So it was really cool to see. Well, the American in me wanted to take something from the island and bring back as a free souvenir. So like a seashell, some sand, a leaf, something. But one of the things my sister told me before she left to Miami was that it's bad luck to take any agriculture or anything basically from the island. Um, and you will probably have like a curse. So if you took if I would have taken like anything, so a seashell, some grass, whatever from the island, like taking some stealing from the island, then you would have like bad luck. So um, I didn't. <laughs> I also did entertain the idea of dating or um, doing things with a brown man there. It definitely did cross my mind, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast, but your girl is 11 months celibate now. And I was like, you know, I did entertain the idea, kiki a little bit, but I was just like, and real, realistically, I know I'm not going to give my draws up to no <laughs> random person just because I'm on vacation. So um, at one point I did download Tinder, which was easy for me to not um, do anything because there were, weren't many brown people on Tinder. So that definitely encouraged me to stay celibate. Yeah. So Tinder wasn't a great experience. I thought it would, would have been cool to like kind of go out on dates or something there, but no one on the app really caught my eye and I didn't want to waste my time. And plus, you know, I'm here for self-care and stuff, but I was still trying to wild out a little bit. But shout out to Universe for not giving me that temptation. But I mean, not not for nothing, though. There are a lot of beautiful people on a lot of beautiful brown people on the island as well. Just, you know, as a disclaimer. So the next day, um, I tried to get like breaks in between the hikes and stuff. I was literally trying to do almost all free things, which was be in nature, the beach and the forest and things like that. So um, this time, though, I did spend a little money on this day I met and I went to Savers because when I'm when I was living in Orange County, uh, my girl Annie introduced me to Savers and I fell in love with this thrift store. They usually have great, great, great things to choose from. So when I heard that there was a Savers and Honolulu, I was like, I'm going. And I walked there. <laughs> the walks were great, though, y'all. I made it seem like it's like super just long and strenuous, but I literally, I really did enjoy walking. Most of the time, I didn't even listen to music. Like I was just walking, just observing, and just taking in the city. But Savers was, um, it was cool. Um, they didn't have a ton of great things, but I did come out of there with some cute sandals. I had a nice little black 
backpack as well as this cute denim dress of course it's more for summer because um it's not really cold there at all it's really warm almost all the time even in the rain so i do appreciate the things i did get from savers shout out to savers and i think on this day is when i started my raw vegan diet so i i went to grocery stores a lot after this day um, groceries and things are expensive because it is an island and so most of the things are imported and things like that so like I had a lot of avocados a lot of kale salads like but I was doing my thing with these kale salads so it wasn't even I didn't mind eating it every day so and I legit had probably an avocado every day like a little seasoned avocado with some like pumpkin seeds I was trying to get like a lot of eat a lot of seeds so I can have a lot of protein since I was really active and things like that and the reason why I ate avocados so much was because I know it was a lot of good fat and it was more filling as well so but avocados are 250 a pop <laughs> so I spent like $30 on just avocados alone I think I spent about $100 probably a little bit over $100 on groceries just eating vegetables and stuff also, um, the apples are really fresh. I am super picky when it comes to my fruit. Like um, what everybody would say, I picked my friends like I picked my fruit. But um, yeah, the apples were really delicious and fresh. Like I came back here to New York and got some apples and they were just like all soft. And ugh, I hate soft apples. Also, pineapples were super affordable here. I think they were like 65 cents a pound. And of course, you can get pineapples everywhere. But you know, for some reason, after having a, a talk with um, at Prince Imagine, um, and he was saying how, of course, like, you know, pineapples aren't alkaline approved. I've been knew that, but he was kind of describing like how acidic, acidic they are. And ever since he described like, you know, you know, that feeling in your mouth, like you're not supposed to do that. Like every time I see pineapples, I think of that. So I didn't eat any pineapples. I haven't eaten any pineapples since. I just don't have a taste for them anymore. Um, unless it's blended in a smoothie, in which some of my smoothies did have pineapples. That's fine, but I can't eat the pineapples raw anymore. I don't know. I just can't. Like, as soon as I, like, try to grab a pineapple, I just think about that feeling that I'm going to get afterwards, and it's not worth it to me. So I'm changing, y'all. Change is good. So the next hiking, um, which is probably mm, top two favorite hikes, <laughs> top two out of three, uh, was Manoa Falls. So it was um, in the rainforest, the Manoa Rainforest, I believe. And there was a rainfall um, at the end of the hike. So I went there solo dolo. Um, I tried walking to Manoa, but um, it was all up in the hills because the rainforest was way high up. So I walked about halfway until I was just like tired. And then I called up Lyft, shout out. My Lyft driver was really dope. She was the native and she was like, you know, giving me a whole bunch of tips and stuff since I was there by myself. Um, I told her I was going to be hiking Cocoa Crater, which to me <laughs> was super intimidating because it was straight up. And I was just like, let me do these smaller hikes to prepare for this one. And she was like, that's a good idea. She gave me like a tip that there was like a portion on Cocoa, um, the Cocoa Crater where if you look down, there's nothing beneath you while you're climbing up the stairs. So she told me that, you know, a lot of people think you have to go over that. But instead, you can you can do like a little shortcut, which is like around on dirt. So you're on ground on land. So that's exactly what I did when I um, hiked Cocoa, um, Cocoa Crater. But shout out to my Lyft driver. She also told me a really great story about Obama. Because Hawaiians love Obama. I honestly forgot Obama was Hawaiian, um, but he is from Oahu and he grew up um, near where we were by uh, Manoa Falls, I believe that's what she said. But she was saying how her friend, she's like a beast and hikes uh, Cocoa Crater all the time. So on this particular day, while I think Obama was still president, 
he quote unquote ditched the security, but of course there probably was still security there. But he ditched security and went to go hike it because he used to hike it all the time. So I guess he wanted to do it for old time's sake. And when she got to the bottom, um, he was there. <laughs> and, um, you know, they had a short conversation. He even took a selfie with her. And, you know, but she had to promise to only to post it by the end of the day in which she did. So shout out to Obama. They really do fuck with Obama heavy. Like I seen a couple of portraits of Obama painted around the city. And of course, I was just like, hey, black man. But I honestly forgot he was from Oahu. But that was dope. Shout out to Hawaiians for fucking with Obama. So when I finally made it to the Banoa Falls, um, it was overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly beautiful. Like. I legit wish I could hug the entire forest. It was so necessary for me to be there. Oh my goodness. I'm just so grateful. Uh, I mean, this is my first time in the forest. So there was green everywhere, trees everywhere, just like water sounds everywhere because it was just like, you know, the waterfall, like I could hear it at the beginning of the trail. And everyone again was just so friendly. I went on these hikes by myself and I got photos because everyone was with it. Like everyone was, was willing to take photos. They didn't care how many poses they were with it. It was really muddy, though. Um, someone at the gift store explained that since it is a, rain, a rainforest, that it rains every day. So not necessarily all day, but at some point every day it rains. So if you do go there um, or if you go to any rainforest, expect it to be muddy. Also, um, <laughs> this is my first time getting bit up. I think I left uh, this place with like 10, 15 bug bites. Like I had wore like this shirt around my waist. I always do to cover up my butt. And like, that's like, they was just like chilling underneath it. Cause like right on the back of my thighs was just tons of bites. And it was interesting because I didn't even feel the bites until the end. Like until I left the rainforest, like my legs just started stinging from the bites. I mean, the hike wasn't that tough. I mean, the mud was a little scary because it was slippery. And there were also signs saying like, basically one wrong slip, you could die. Be careful. You could die. <laughs> it was like five signs saying that if you don't do this right, you could die. So I was just like, oh, shit. And I was like holding on to the rock. So my hands are super muddy and stuff. But I don't care. Safety first. And so on my way back, um, of course, I called a lift because I already knew that I wasn't going to walk. And um, I had a friendly driver. We were just talking about like, you know, living. He just moved there whatever. Long story short, I ended up buying weed from him. I had stopped smoking weed for a bit. But since I was on vacation and in Hawaii, in the words of uh, Lightwalker, I wanted to try that Hawaiian kush. <laughs> so um, I bought like a dub from him. He was really sweet. He gave me a grinder, um, a wrap and some uh, matches as well. He was making sure I was going to I was going to experience it. And I did. I went home. I showered and I was my body was so sore after that, just from hiking back to back and walking everywhere that like I was I was done. Like my body was hurt. So um I showered, I smoked a little something, something, and I was feeling great afterwards. Y'all, I was walking down the street like, hey, how you doing? Hey, great day. Nice to see you. Hey, hey, like your hat. <laughs> Y'all, I had a good time just walking around. So, and again, I took a break from smoking or I had stopped smoking for a bit. So I'm not sure if the weed was just that good or if I, I just had a low tolerance. But overall, I had a great experience with the Hawaiian kush. So now literally the next day, the reason why I didn't do anything that day, because I knew I was going to be hiking cocoa with Marisa. Hey, girl. Um, so I was just like, let me chill. And I just ate some kale avocados. And I had a lot of coconut water. Um, I actually had my first fresh coconut at the first hike with the diamond crater. So that was an experience. I had coconut water 
here, like bottled coconut water or carton coconut water, and it just wasn't appetizing. I was not fucking with coconut water here in New York City or in LA, but I was killing that fresh coconut water. I see. First, I was like, I don't get it, but I get it now. I get it. You got to be fresh from the fucking coconut. It was worth, It was so good. Like I, I was drinking as much as I possibly can before I left. Like I was just like, let me finish drinking some more coconut water. Okay. So now let's talk about the Cocoa Crater hike with Marisa. Um, so this was the one with the stairs straight up. And again, y'all, I'm going to be posting photos on my Instagram at underscore Samanji as well as avocado and honey. Most of them will be on my personal one, which is again, underscore Samanji, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. So if you do want to get a visual for these hikes and my experiences, be sure to go to my Instagram page um so for this big hike at Coco Crater I'm really thankful Marisa was there because um it was hella intimidating throughout the entire hike like going up and down like I didn't feel safe until I was down on the actual ground and completed the the hike um so shout out to Marisa for um one continue to go at her pace she didn't let me slow her down respect and for it to continue to encourage me and <laughs> just being there with me because that y'all like and your girl be working out that was really I was literally climbing like up this fucking the like crater it was crazy and like you look down and just, just you looking down it's like we we crawled straight up like it's kind of hard to explain you gotta see it but that shit was crazy but we made it to the top and again it took about like 30 40 minutes probably about 45 because I did stop a couple times and your girl was drip drip dripping all the way up like my shirt was a whole new color like dripping but there were tons of people beasting it too like people they ran up while I was still going up they were coming down going back up like they they do that hike all the time and again there were tons not tons but they were there were a lot more older people than expected it was this dude's 80th birthday I believe and for his birthday he wanted to hike Coco Crater like what the, duh, that was dope as fuck yo shout out to everybody taking care of themselves that's what I love to see so we finally made it to the top and of course another beautiful view um we kind of just chilled there for a second a lot of people just kind of just sat there and just took it all in of course we got some nice photos uh, me and marisa walked to the other side um and took some cool photos on like this cage thing where you can see the city so like on the opposite side where there's like this like great thing like cage thing that you can stand on you can see over the city but if you go on the other side you see one the rest of the crater which in which some people run like they are some health fin- like fitness fanatics there respect and you can see of course the ocean and everything so um, that was definitely appreciated. Again, thank you, Marisa. And also, I really enjoyed um, Marisa Company because we ended up going. She we was driving home. Well, she was taking me back to Nene, my sister's crib. And um, we had really cool conversations and it was just refreshing to have those spiritual conversations with people. Uh, We were talking she introduced like angel numbers to me and we were talking about just like, you know, our purpose in life, the shit I talk about every day, (laughs) our purpose in life and things like that. And then um, someone in front of us, I think it was 444. And she was like, oh, no, angel number. So we look it up. And then another one was 111. And both of them was basically kind of just reassuring us that we were on our right path. So that was a beautiful just like a moment. I think like I just appreciate that moment. Um, thank you, Marisa. She also put me on to that. Um, the song that I had in the intro, the I think his name is Fia. Again, I'll be pronouncing shit wrong, though. I think his name is Fia. Come around. So after that, um, the next day, I was just like these okay all these days aren't consecutive there were some days where I kind of just didn't do much like I was just chilling around um 
probably just in the sun type thing because one of the things that I did have to do while in Hawaii was kind of teach myself how to be present. Like, you know, I'm, I was worried about shit going on in New York City while I'm in Hawaii. So I'm just like over here getting stressed out about things that I'm not even dealing with at the present moment. So that was a beautiful um, experience for me to train myself to be present. Like I legit had to be like, girl, you're in Hawaii. Go to the, like I literally had to leave the house and go to the beach to be like, this is where you are. This is where you need to be mentally. So that's one thing I've been battling for a while is just learning to be present. So Hawaii did definitely help with that. And I say about like the third or fourth day, I was definitely present and not worried about anything else. So kudos to me. So one of the um, one of my uh, one of the few last days I were there, I went to the beach and just like, you know, read and just literally was on the beach all day since I've been hiking most of the time. And I watched the sunset. And uh, most days, of course, this was like a self-healing trip. Um, so I journaled, meditated almost every day. I would say at least more than half those days I did journal and meditate. Yeah, I guess that's like my full experience in Hawaii. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. Like I really like the... Um, I guess architecture of the homes and things there like that was one of the things that intrigued me right away and what encouraged me to want to walk around just because like one I can tell that most of those homes were built like by hand um and it just really felt like I was on the island once I got away from like all the tall buildings and things like that like it was really it was just really interesting I'm gonna show you photos on there it did most of the apartments and things were I feel like similar to some apartments in LA but overall I really do um I love the homes there. Um, also, I did at one of my walking adventures, I did accidentally run into what I think was the hood. I was on my way to Safeway. And um, the only reason why I say it was the hood is because I was walking and there was like spray paint, you know, tagging on the wall and it said Lulu gang or don't hang. So I was like, okay, somebody hood. And then I seen um, public housing. They're a gated public housing with an actual security guard and a rooster. There were roosters running around. So um, I assumed it was public housing and just also the vibe. It wasn't necessarily like a dangerous vibe, but you know, when you in the hood, you get, if you're from the hood, you know, the hood vibe. Um, again, it wasn't as dangerous or threatening as I would feel like if I were in a, a hood, I wasn't supposed to be in, in LA or even in New York. But here I can just tell just by why people's expression and things like that, like people are definitely more like survival mode, I would say. And also to like most popular cities in the United States, like the homeless, um, homeless, homelessness is definitely an epidemic here and there in Hawaii. Like it was really crazy to see, um, of course, a lot of brown people just homeless. I remember walking and there was like a homeless lady. I mean, they might have been on some drugs, too, but like she was on at the bus stop and she had like a night, a gnarly or a nasty ass scab on her arm and it was covered in flies and she was just chilling right there. And I was like, but it was just like, and that's not the first time I seen that. I seen a lot of homeless people with a whole bunch of just like scabs and things. So that's why, again, I assume there's like the opioid or whatever what the drug choice is there but definitely people are on drugs but again that's like every city you go to every expensive city because Hawaii is just as expensive I would say as New York like my sister she has like a studio apartment and she pays I think like 1100 for it I um, mean it's a decent sized studio but it's a studio like it's not huge or anything and it's it's about how much I was paying for the studio here in Harlem so I mean, but of course, New York is definitely more expensive, but it's it's pretty expensive on Hawaii to live and everything. But I, it may be worth it. Like I 
wouldn't say I would move to Hawaii right now just because I feel like I have a lot of shit I need to get done here in New York or here in another city. But that would be an ideal vacation spot. I will definitely go back for a vacation um, to get my mind off of things. It's very peaceful. People there aren't really worried about much. Like it was, I mean, if you talk, if I was there long enough, I'm pretty sure I can um, actually talk to more natives and get more political and things. Um, Marisa did inform me of a lot of discrimination that do go on with like Micronesians and other islanders on the island. For the most part, people there were pretty cheerful and not really concerned with what was going on in the other world. Like you come here in New York and you see everyone upset about a lot of things like, you know, Trump and all this shit going on. But you go to Hawaii and it was just like super blissful um again marisa did share a story about when um trump i guess alerted everyone in hawaii that a missile was coming and everyone did freak out like it was fucking chaotic there on the island but of course nothing happened so it would have been reported but other than that though everyone is just happy living in the moment and just enjoying the sun and nature so i would move there if i'm like 70 and retired and there's not another care in the world Shout out to Hawaii, yo. It's definitely a blissful, a blissful experience, a dope place. But I'm pretty sure like most places, like living there is definitely a completely different picture than just visiting. So your girl only visited. So that's all I can give you um, to get like the real, the more real experience on what it's like to actually live there. You're going to have to find someone who lives there. But um, from what I hear, though, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. So, yeah. I think I covered everything. I had took a couple of notes so I won't forget some of the things I did want to say, but I still be forgetting. So if you do have any questions about anything I've said here or want me to elaborate more on anything, feel free to comment below or wherever you listen to the podcast. Comment. I will respond. You can message me on Instagram um, on at avocado and honey or at underscore Samanji. Feel free to comment on my photos, whatever your heart desire. Just reach out to me because I will listen because we, we in this together. We a team. You my sis, you my bro. So we can have this conversation. And um, I'm just grateful. Shout out to my sister for letting me stay at her place. Yeah, like Hawaii was definitely experienced. It was really necessary. Um, it was a great reset. Um, and I think it was a dope first island experience. I'm definitely encouraged to go to um a more black island not like that but like that um so I do want to go to like you know Jamaica Haiti or something because I know like if I felt this much love and this you know joyous experience here I feel like I will be getting that and it'll be even a greater experience with my people giving it so so I guess this wraps up this episode um I thought it was gonna be a little bit longer but I know I'll be talking fast so hopefully y'all can understand everything that I'm saying Again, shout out to, I do want to give, I guess it's time for the Lemonade Pick of the Week. I'll go ahead and do Lemonade Pick of the Week. And I'm going to give it to Marisa because, girl, you you definitely, thank you. Thank you for the conversations. Um, I really, you have no idea how much I appreciate those as well as showing me the way on Coco Head because I was super scared. <laughs> like, y'all, <laughs> I was like, wrong, wrong step. And I'm going to slide off this bitch. So on my, I forgot to say, but like on my way down. Like people was just like skipping down the stairs type shit. But I was like, uh, uh-uh. I like held both of the rails because Coco Head, it used to be a railroad. So a lot of the railing from the train was still there. That's basically the stairs. So they turned the railroad tracks into stairs. I forgot to mention that. So what I did was, was I held onto them damn rails and I slid down. Like I was sliding and stopping, sliding and stopping because it was just like going straight down. And I'm just like one wrong step and it's over. So 
I held on, I slid down, and my butt was literally dirty, filthy. Like, it went through my shirt, my pants, and, my like, my actual cheeks were muddy. But you know what? I got down there safe, and that's all that matters. Ain't no shame in my game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, Marisa, thank you. Thank you for... Um, for listening and for your great conversation and thank you for sharing your experiences with discrimination and everything um on the island and just opening up about everything i really do appreciate it you gave me a great insight yeah so you are this week's lemonade pick of the week um i feel like i've done to love a black woman um so many times um y'all know i love black women i love y'all we i support us we are just magnificent creatures or a man we are just magnificent humans and I am so grateful that I am a black woman and um, shout out to you if you are one as well. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this episode of Avocado and Honey, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, spread the word on Avocado and Honey. Um, again, I will be posting photos on my Instagram, which is at underscore Smangy, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. And I'll post a few on Avocado and Honey's page. Um, so you can get a visual for the things that I'm talking about here. I'll, sh- I'll post um, photos from the hikes, from the beach, um, some of the photos of houses or apartments that I've, I took, some food. Um, I think I got a couple photos of the, the hood building. <laughs> it wasn't even the hood like that. Let me stop calling it. But I know it was like lower income because of the, the fill and how it, it looked compared to the other city. But um, shout out to Hawaii. <laughs>